Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. We know all the messages we have gotten from Jesus and, and, and more to come are teaching us how to live well on the earth and to prepare to move in with him when we leave here. So as we learn how to live our life his way here, that it'll be an easy transition for us to move in with him there. And we're going to know who we're moving in with. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you for teaching us, for preparing us to stand before you that day, for helping us to look like you, teaching us how you look and how we can resemble you and have that joy that you talked about. You said, I tell you all this so that your joy, my joy in you can be complete. We want that complete joy as we walk here. We love you, we praise you, and give you all the glory. So, an impossibility is, a, is possible. An impossibility is a possibility that you don't understand yet. I heard someone say that, and then Jesus started talking to me about that's how it is. When people don't know Jesus, when you haven't asked him to come live on the inside of you, you can't see things as being possible. It seems like an impossibility, and it's only because you don't understand. I want to read to you um, in Matthew 17. This man, um, he, he came up to Jesus. He said, have pity and mercy on my son, for he has epilepsy and is moonstruck, and he suffers terribly, for frequently, frequently he falls into the fire and many times into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they were not able to cure him. Jesus said, Oh, you unbelieving, warped, wayward, rebellious, and thoroughly preserved, perverse generation, how long am I to remain with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was cured instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus and asked privately, Why could we not drive it out? And he said, Because the littleness of your faith. That is your lack of firmly relying and trusting. For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living with a, like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And so Jesus is saying, it's possible, but because of your littleness of faith, which is um, your, your lack of understanding, that's what he was saying. Because of your littleness of faith, we need more understanding. An impossibility is a possibility that you just don't understand yet. And that's what he was saying to the disciples. You need more faith. You need more understanding. Right? And then I wanted to read also in Mark 9 the same thing. Anne is asking Jesus to cure his son. And he's saying in verse 18, Whenever it lays hold of him, so as to make him its own, it dashes him down and convulses him. And he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth. And he falls into a motionless stupor and is wasting away. And I asked your disciples to drive it out, and they were not able to do it. He answered, Oh, you unbelieving generation without any faith, how long shall I have to do with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. So they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him at once, it completely convulsed the boy, and he fell to the ground and kept rolling about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his, and, and Jesus asked his father, how long has he been like this? And he answered, from the time he was a little boy. 
and it has often thrown him into the fire and the water intending to kill him. But if you can do anything, do have pity on us and help us. And Jesus said, you say to me, if I can do anything, why all things are possible to him who believes. And at once the father of the boy gave an eager, piercing, articulate cry with tears. And he said, Lord, I believe and constantly help my weakness of faith. And so where did he get his faith? He heard Jesus. He heard him. Also, they were all following Jesus around because he was healing the sick and casting out demons. So anyway, Jesus... um, But when Jesus noticed that a crowd of people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you to come out of him and never go into him again. And after giving a hoarse, clamoring, fear-stricken shriek of anguish and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy lay pale and motionless like a corpse, so that many of them saw, so that many of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took a strong grip of his hand and began lifting him up, and he stood. So, when my son was small, he was having a seizure, and I was asking Jesus what to do. I was just learning faith. And so I said, Jesus, what do I do? And he said, bind the enemy. And I bound the enemy, and the seizure stopped just like that. I had faith because I heard him tell me what to do. I had faith because I had been spending time with him and being determined to live my life his way. And so anything that looks impossible is just because you don't understand yet. And when you hang out with Jesus, he's going to teach you, and you're going to have that understanding that you need for that impossible thing to happen. So an impossibility is possible, but you just don't have understanding yet. He said to the disciples, he said, your littleness of faith, you need more understanding. And I believe Jesus is saying to us today, how long should I put up with you? I've given you this word. I told you what to do. You have my power in you. You can do this. We can cast demons out. We can believe that impossible thing as we gain understanding. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Jesus spoke to the the boy's um, father, and he had faith. Jesus spoke to me, and I had faith. That demon kept trying to come back, and um, we just kept resisting him. We just kept commanding him to leave, and he left every single time. So that kind of reminds me of this this story, if you read between the lines. Jesus had just come back. The disciples were not with him. And notice the man said, I went to your disciples and they couldn't do anything. They were apart from Jesus. I don't know for how long exactly. But that's what happens to us. We're apart from Jesus. And what happens? Are we still doing what he told us to do? Are we still believing? You know, the word says that Jesus said that if you don't pay attention to the word, even what you have, had what you had will be taken from you even what you had it'll be taken from you 
And I was thinking as I was just talking, you know, um, I did what Jesus said. I said, I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name, and he left. But then he kept coming back when Jesus wasn't right there, when I was separated from him for a while. But because I kept hearing the word and hearing the word, because I was determined to see my son healed, I was prepared for that. I was prepared for the enemy to come. And in this time, in such time as this, we have to be prepared to do the work. We call ourselves Christians. That means we're Christ-like. That means we need to do what Jesus is asking us to do. Is he saying, oh, you unbelieving, warped generation to us? Is he? I think he is. He told me he's frustrated. He wants to come. But we don't even believe that he's coming. We don't believe his word. We're not doing the word, all of us. We're not. He said, will I find faith when I come? And so I just want to encourage you today, that impossible thing just looks impossible because you don't have understanding yet. And so we have to go to the word and get understanding. Even get that word of faith. Just say, Jesus, what do I do? And then when he tells you to do it, do it. But, you know, we don't even go to Jesus and say, what do I do, right? We just take it upon ourselves, maybe to take your child to the doctor. I mean, when the whole to-do was done, I was thinking I should go call a doctor because I wasn't used to living this way. And then I thought, what am I doing? The seizure stopped. I don't need to call the doctor. I worked with a developmentally disabled for 10 years, and I saw seizures all the time. I knew exactly what they were. And um, I knew that he had a seizure. And so I didn't know what to do as the kingdom of God practices. I only knew what to do as the world does. But as you seek Jesus, you're going to find him. You knock and that door will be open to you. He's going to teach you his way. He's going to show you how to live in his kingdom, how to make that impossible thing happen. And that's what he wants you to do in this day, is to teach those around you first to learn yourself, his word, his way, and then get that faith. Faith comes by hearing. The disciples had faith from hanging out with Jesus. In Luke 10, he sent 70 out. And they came back all excited that even the demons that they had authority even over the demons. They listened to him, and Jesus said, yeah. But don't get so excited about that as much as your name is written in the book of life. What does that mean? Jesus said in, in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. Are we doing as well? Has he sent us out and we're not going? Are we going to the world's way instead? Are we living on the wide path? Are we living on that narrow path and, and pushing that pressure of Satan aside and doing the work of the Lord, the greater work? He said, you're going to do what I was doing. If you believe. And so if we believe, we're going to do what he was doing. But because we're all worried about our life, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. We're consumed with that. The enemy has us distracted, so we're not doing the work. So we're not realizing we have authority over him. We do. We have authority over him.
I want to read to you Luke 10. Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample on serpents and scorpions and physical and mental and strength and ability to over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any way harm you. We got to like look at this and believe it, apply it, just have that childlike faith and do it. When they came back, they were filled with joy. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. Stop letting him control your life. Stop letting him be in control. We have authority over him, not he us. And so that impossible thing is possible. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. You got to hear this to know it. We go to the doctor and we believe everything he tells us to do. He said, if he says, take this pill three times a day, we just do it. And Jesus is saying, do this. Do what I was doing. Take authority over the enemy. Tell him what to do and he will do it. And that, that impossible thing that you thought was impossible, now that you have understanding, is possible. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an exciting word? It only is impossible because you don't get it. We don't understand. So let's make that impossible thing happen. Jesus is about to return, and he's calling us Christians to do his work. You don't want him to say on that day, I didn't know you. But Lord, we did this, that, and the other thing. And he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. We got to make sure we're doing all the law. And um, James 10, he said, if you break one law, you break all the law. So that means we have to do all of what he said to be right with him. We need to be recreated in his likeness and let him use us to expose his power. Agree with him so that his power can be manifest in us. Jesus said that if you, he's knocking on the door of your heart, and if you would invite him in by heeding his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. God's spirit on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you and comfort you and be everything you need to be if you heed his voice. And, you know, lots of people say the prayer, but they don't heed his voice. They don't, they don't heed his voice. And so um, they're thinking that Jesus is living in them and they're going to say, Lord, and they're going to be welcome into heaven. But if they're not heeding his voice, they're deceived in thinking that. And that's what Satan wants. And if he's not living on the inside of you because you're not heeding his voice, if he hasn't made his home within you, then you're not going to have that power and you're not going to hear him talk to you. And so if that's you, repent. Repent. Let's pray. Jesus, we're asking you, come and live on the inside of us. We repent of our way. We thank you. We praise you that you would come and live on the inside of us. And we are determined to heed your voice and carry your power.
Manifest your power on the earth. Believe that impossible thing can be possible as we get understanding and direction from you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. If you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. If you said it for the first time, if you repented, get on your knees every day and ask him what to do. Ask him for an assignment to bring that possibility to pass, to give you that knowledge that you need. Do that. Start going around doing good, healing all who are harassed and oppressed by the enemy. That little boy, he didn't need medication. He had a demon and that's what God is asking us to do, that impossible thing of casting out demons in his name. Right? That's what he's asking us to do. That's what the disciples were wondering, why couldn't we do this? Because he didn't have the understanding you needed. You separated. We do that. We get distracted. And we got to get undistracted. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.